Surf's up, bros. No. Bros. Bubs. Surf's up, bubs. Surf's up, bubs. Welcome to the Ex-Wife Podcast. <laughs> I'm Alicia. Bro, and I'm Justin. Yikes. And today we're talking about the 12th Infinity comic of X-Men Unlimited. The final X-Men Green. Oh. X-Force number 25 and sword number 10. Yeah. Woohoo. A little choosy doozy perhaps? Well, Whoa. I'm not going to say that because one of these was highly disappointing for me. Oh, ooh, salty. Ooh, yeah, I'm going to get real salty. But before the salt, let's get some news. Peppa. Hey, so... <laughs> it's a little late we'll now. We'll pepper in some news. Come on, I had to say it. <laughs> if y'all could see Justin's face, he's so mad that I interrupted him, but I had to say we'll pepper in some news. I had to. It would have been a disservice if I didn't. Okay, go. You sure? Go. I mean, it's a little late now because we record our episodes on Thursday night, post on Friday morning. Last Friday was Disney Plus Day. Yes, it was. Where they revealed the monumental news that we've been posting about all weekend. X-Men 97. X-Men 97, the revival of the classic animated series that I grew up on. Yes. That Very a lot of fans grew up on and became their entryway point into the X-Men fandom that we know and love today. That's very true. It's going to be the entryway point for a bunch of new Disney Plus fans. Even already has been. I mean, Nolan. Yeah. Our nephew loves X-Men because of this show. Blue Beast. Blue Beast. It's Blue Beast. (laughs) I remember when he was here, I showed him Dark Beast, and he was like, wait, who's that? Who's that? Oh, that's a a dark side (laughs) of Beast. We don't want to talk about that yet, Nolan. But actually, we do because he's really cool, and I love him. (laughs) Spider-Man trailer. You want to talk about Disney Plus news? Oh, my goodness gracious. Or Marvel... Cinematic Universe news. Here's what I want to say about the Spider-Man trailer. Oh, here we go. Don't you dare. Here we go. (laughs) So, yes, TikTok. Okay? TikTok has gone wild breaking down this trailer. Like, y'all, I appreciate you. I love you. I'm I'm here for your nerding out. But you are going full WandaVision Mephisto on this trailer. And... I've had to like really just anything now that I see that starts with Spider-Man No Way Home trailer, I just immediately skip because I don't want, not that I don't want your theories, but like all of these theories, I would like to be a little bit surprised when I watch the movie. I don't want to have the feeling I had when things were revealed in WandaVision and I was like, yeah, I already knew that. Yeah. I don't want to have that feeling when I go watch the movie. However, I feel like trailers are enough of a, Spoiler that I'm like, I don't know if I want to know all this stuff, but also I want to see it because everybody's going to be talking about it. Yeah, I mean, the trailer was epic, and there's obviously, you know, the one shot, well, the two things, like one, the one. Don't say it. Don't say all the things that you've been getting mad about. No, these aren't the things I've been getting mad about. It's the, like, People talking about Don't. Don't interrupt me. (sighs) It's not the things, the two things that everyone is saying are not the things that are annoying me. It's the, like... We're going to break down like the look of this suit means this and this side eye means this and this thing in the background means this. That's what's annoying me. Mm. The two things of like, oh, there's clearly two other people fighting in this scene or oh, no, not the M, not the MJ Gwen parallel like those things. Yeah, that's that's what a trailer's for. But don't go too deep. Don't Don't go too deep. Hey, we got some announcements of new stuff. A new Marvel Voices coming out in February, celebrating nice. black characters. Cool. A cover of your girl, Emma. Emma, Emma, get it, get it. Emma, Emma Frost. For the Dark Rain Wait, listen, event. I want to make, I have a shirt design for an Emma, Emma, get it, get it, Emma, Emma Frost shirt in my mind. But like, I need someone who's artistically inclined to partner with me. To make this design. So like I could be like, this is what I want it to be. So if you want to help me design an Emma Frost shirt, yo, slide into my DMs. Let's talk about it. Because I got ideas. And X-Men 8 covers. MODOK coming to 
the X-Men. Which I, is a crazy thing that it's tying into the Infinity comics, it seems. I know. that I posted that when I posted the covers. That feels like a direct connection direct. to the first Infinity comic storyline where the AIM troops captured these mutants. Wait, what if? What if? Ponder, ponder the question. What if the third and final missing mutant is cyclops and they have taken cyclops to create captain krakoa in his place yeah, but how would that work cyclops is everywhere in the in the books like i don't know justin just cyclops, i said ponder the question what if i'm pondering and i'm responding you can't ask me a question and get mad when i answer it yes i can cyclops is the leader of the x-men if he were to disappear the whole island would be like oh my god cyclops is gone but in all the Wolverine doesn't know who the other missing mutants are, does he? In those Infinity comics? The third one, no. And in all the issues and covers that have been coming out with Captain Krakoa on them, Cyclops is not in those. Captain Krakoa is the replaced version of Cyclops. Hey, speaking of Krakoa. Hey, speaking of Krakoa. We got a question from friend of the podcast, Kid Wolf underscore one, PJ. PJ! On Instagram, he asked, Krakoa's a sentient mutant, even though it's an island. How do you two think it became a mutant when it was Okara? Now, if you've read Giant Sized X-Men number one, they kind of theorized that Krakoa became what Krakoa was because of radiation and explosive testing on the island. Mm. But with House of X and Powers of Ten, we find that Krakoa had actually existed long before that. Yes. And was the united island of Okara. So I don't know if it's a thing of how it became a mutant or is Krakoa now on that list of the oldest mutants ever to exist. Like in apocalypse territory? With apocalypse, Namor, Selene, you know, the the first mutants of the world. Mm. Because that is a very unique type of mutation. Mm -hmm. And Krakoa seems, or at least... At least what we know about Krakoa is that it grows. Yes. It has the ability to expand and through its gates it can expand. So did it start, did Okara start as a smaller island much m- longer ago mm-hmm. and then grew to its size? And I think the the idea of it splitting and having two separate consciousness is really yeah, interesting. I kind of think of like Okara as almost Siamese twins. Hmm. So... Like, Okara was always two entities that shared a body, you know, as the island to consciousness, so to speak. Consciousnesses. I don't know. Conscious <laughs> Not a word. And as the island itself grew, the areas of those two beings expanded to the point where, like, they were not... You know how Krakoa has a body eventually, like becomes like a tree man, basically. Mm-hmm. I would imagine that they weren't fully formed things. They were both consciousness within the a consciousness within the island itself. And then as the island grew, let's say like the tree of Krakoa and the tree of Arako grew, and then those began to form into like individuals, and then those individuals became to, you know, have their differences and then it split. Yeah. So you're saying that they were Arako and Krakoa before the island was even split? I think so. I don't know. Like they were two parts of one whole, you know, like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hart. I think the splitting caused them to form identity, right? So it was this one and then you split you you, the the Twilight Sword, which is the thing that is splitting it, has some kind of otherworldly power that was able to divide this consciousness. But because it was such a large landmass, it formed this new identity. And then even with Arako being in Amenth for thousands of years, became a very different entity. Mm, so That's like, why it's it, really the same entity, but it's like the idea of nature versus nurture and right. like how how a different entity different. develops differently because of its environment. So, yeah. so it's almost like the atom splits and then they become two characters over time. Mm, yeah, I like that. But I do think that the island itself, Okara, had to be a mutant Oh yeah, absolutely. from the get. Absolutely. I don't think it became a mutant. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that that is something that, especially with the original idea of Krakoa becoming 
a, a mutant island through that radiation? I don't know. I, I just think that... So so that's the question. Was Okara birthed at one point? Mm. Who's Okara's mom? That's a good point. I don't know the answer. Neither do I. If... Apocalypse. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Namor and Apocalypse together. How if does that work? the Twilight Sword were to cut Krakoa, would two islands form? Eventually. I think so too. Because I think, isn't it true that Arako and Krakoa for a while tried to reconnect? Like they were looking they, for each they other? Barely, yeah, for a while they were looking for each other and Arako was... You know, unable to. Because, unable to find because they were elsewhere, but they didn't really make too much attempt to reconvert right, because once of they, the difference. Because they became two different right. entities, but... I think because they were searching for each other in the beginning that like if Krakoa was to be split now, its first instinct would be to, or their first instinct would be to try to rejoin itself to become one. And then if it was unable to do so, then it very well might become form into two entities. Two entities. Right. Let's get that Twilight Sword. Make some more islands. Nah. Two sub points, and then we'll get into the comics. Remember, Moira seems to know quite a bit about all things Krakoa can do. And I think that this is in reference to the life where she partnered with Apocalypse, Mm -hmm. right? So she and Apocalypse reunited with his kids who were on the other side. So she knows, which I've always kind of questioned as to how were there no Ten of Swords in that. Like, How was that so much more peaceful of a reunion than what we got in the 616? Was Krakoa part of that reunion? Or was it just I'm not Moira sure. and Apocalypse traveling to Arako, maybe? But so even Krakoa's presence was not the thing that it was. It was the kids being angry that they were pushed through and left. That's, that is it's true. The butterfly effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were found because maybe because Apocalypse went to them yeah. to find them, then they weren't mad. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't conquer Otherworld yet. Yeah. Last question. Could Krakoa be resurrected? I think yes. Krakoa could be resurrected, but the island of Krakoa would, like if Krakoa the mutant, the big tree hub, was to die, then I think the island would decompose, the island of Krakoa. And like then it would have to be, Krakoa himself could be reborn, So, but then the island would need to the, like The regrow. island and the tree are, are one and the same, right? right. So that, that is just like a... That is him physically manifesting himself themselves as something that can be more of a yeah, interfacing just, okay, entity. Okay, the big tree or the Groot-like tree person. Yep. In some way, if Krakoa dies, I think the it would ri- like ripple through the entire island. Like maybe the rock structure would still be there, but like all the vegetation, all the plant, like everything would die on Krakoa. Yes, and then. The body of Krakoa, group man Krakoa, could be reborn, and then they would have to fern gully the island and help it grow. <laughs> Start over. Start. Do you agree or disagree or think something different? I think it can be resurrected. I think that that would take a lot because I'm not sure is Krakoa part of the resurrection protocols? Is Krakoa backed up? You know, Xavier can't really seemingly understand is there a full cerebro scan of the sentience of krakoa like that is kind of where you get into the the question does sinister have the genes of krakoa sinister has everything not everything he's got a list of things that he still wants sinister went in there and he took something from krakoa already i'm sure i'm sure i'm sure anyway thanks for the the question yeah, PJ. Thanks, PJ. If y'all have questions and you want to send it to us, say hey, maybe we'll talk about it too. Yeah, we like to ponder things. Yeah, and debate them. And we also like to talk about comics. Yeah, which we should do. So uh, we're gonna do it. First up, in X Men Green. X Men Green. X Men Unlimited. The end of X Men Green for now. Whoa, 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 whoa. We okay. just go right into it. Yeah, because we're at a trial, right? Our kids have it's been a captured. Trial. And there's some help from Quentin Quire. Quentin Quire is the, the star of the week. Use that word lightly. Star. I mean, I'm disappointed with X-Force, so. You've made that clear. We'll get to it when we get to it. <laughs> <laughs> Quentin is also not here for this. Like, no. he doesn't want to be involved. No, because he's friends with Nature Girl. Mm-hmm. And you know who else is not here for this? Krakoa. Krakoa is upset. I do like the detail that Nature Girl goes through with having been to 
Arako having been to Mars and yeah. essentially being allergic to it. And that, that she can't she can't connect. Right. It's That's not, not of her, her world. Nature. Right. That was really interesting. And and I think that that kind of echoes through our previous conversation of Krakoa and Akara, uh, Krakoa and Arako trying to reform that they are Arako is a different entity, is mm-hmm. raised in the darkness of Amen, you know, of other world and Things have happened to it that have created a very hard and dark place. Yep. This, the punishment. Oh, but also, Doug. Doug is just the best. <laughs> Doug. Doug and this dog. Oh, I'll be friends with this dog. How, how about when uh, Nature Girl gets so mad at Nightcrawler? Yeah, I was. I was a little confused by that. But, you know, I mean, to each it, their own. It. it I guess she's calling him out that this is just kind of a, a, a calming him, a calming her down of like, oh, you know, we'll do what we can, like placating. And she's also, you know, she's going through some stuff. Yeah, for sure. She's got her green outfit now. This is her new look as she and Curse are ripped down into the depths of Krakoa. Yeah, I mean, I got to say I was a little bit. Not surprised, but I haven't seen them use the pit since Sabretooth. Right. So it was a little bit like, I'll believe it when I see it, and now I've seen it. Right, because they've been threatening it the entire time. I thought that this shot was an excellent use of the medium mm-hmm. to show the depths of the pit. So yes. they're going down until, oh, let's let's fake remorse as we talk about it. But we, you know, we didn't have any choice. We need to punish her for her crimes against humanity. But the twist on the other side, as Doug and Krakoa have pardoned them. Oh, man. I do. So this is kind of a cop out, but at the same time, there's the potential for more story. Yeah. Right. So. And I do like that Krakoa, though, is saying, not in my house. Right. Like, you think that you're the counselor you and you have the final say, but it, no. I'm not. I'm not Respect storing sp- someone land. deep in my soul when I agree when with I their don't actions. think that they should be punished. And so that's also interesting. It also makes me think like, is this going to be how Sabretooth got out? Well, like, is I mean, nobody actually in the pit? Because where's Sabretooth? Because that is an interesting point about the fact that there's just this hole in the pit where, right. hey, Doug can come down here. He knows all about entryway into right. and out of the pit. Right, 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 right. Krakoa's got his creepy eyes on the walls of the pit. Yeah. And and they're all like, oh, nobody's down here. Oh, wait, Doug, you're down here. Well, where's Sabretooth? Is he deeper in the pit? Or is this another or subsection? Yeah, he's right. He's not here. Is Krakoa able to, you know, store into a different section? Cells. Right? Your own pit cell. And what about the staff? This bespoke cudgel. Cudgel. It's pretty cool. With a few surprises in it, which if this isn't a setup for another story, I don't know what is. And then there's Pyro. Pyro on the Marauder. Hey, we'll take you out. But you can't sit with us because this is Emma's boat. Yes. So you got to go. I love this. I love this image of Krakoa. Krakoa's happy. Krakoa's like, <laughs> that's X-Men Krakoa's Green. merp face. Yes. X-Men merp. Green will return. Let's begin. Dun, dun, dun. Written by Jerry Dugan, art by Emilio Lasso, colorist by Rachel Rosenberg, and letters by Joe Sabino. That has B been... sees Joe Sabino. That has been the creative team for this entire story. What do you think about X-Men Green overall? I like it. It's good. It's quick reads, interesting, cool to see like characters that you weren't really seeing get much light in the main comics highlighted developed i liked where curse went from start to finish it was cool to see sauron and you know the open ending gives you hope that there's more story so yeah i liked it i thought it was an interesting extension of nature girl's power and or her mission of what she would be feeling in today's age i I did think that you know she kind of went a she wall. went hard. Yeah, she stabbed that guy Hopefully, in the throat in the like, first issue. Hopefully, she learned from her. Yeah, to temper it a little bit to, you know, maybe not all the way pacifism, maybe not all the way right. extremism. Let's find a middle ground. Find, but find her and curse partnering, I don't think that's going to be the case. Yep. So they got a little team. They got a little team and they're on an island and they're going to go do some stuff. Mm-hmm. We don't know what that stuff is. Maybe we'll find out in a couple months. Oh, dang it. Pretend I went 
at the beginning. <laughs> hey, do you know what the next issue is, though? Did you scroll I did. all the way it, down? It was Deadpool and the Juggernaut. Deadpool and Juggernaut for our next issue of yeah. Infinity Comics in a couple weeks. There's December a couple weeks. 6th? Yes. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about X-Force. Let's talk about X-Force. Bro. No. Surf's up, bros. Guns a-blazing. Here's, here's my thing. Here we okay? go. I would not have minded this issue at all. I would have said, this is one of those Walking Dead character building issues. We need to get some story. But the freaking cover says, celebrating 25 issues with their deadliest mission yet. That is a very misleading. I would agree. I would agree. I feel like that was exactly the question that I had. Uh, the, is it deadly because of surfing? The surf, the, the waves? I don't know. I feel like it's definitely not the deadliest issue yet. I feel like the, the team, when they fought and, and Wolverine had to scrunch himself back together, was one of the deadlier missions. Yes, agreed. Uh, I do think. I, I love this cover because it is oh, all sorts of ridiculous comics fun. Like, like, how do you shred these deadly waves and aim two firearms at the same time? Right. The, the, the cover art is gorgeous. The art inside the issue is gorgeous. I think it's interesting the way they introduce... Well, you know, we'll get into the issue, but it's interesting the way they're introducing these new characters. And, and you know, Quentin deserves some story character development as well. But just don't put... The, the deadliest, deadliest it, the deadliest it's a hype, mission It's a hype yet. statement. It's too much. It's too much. Especially when there is like literally one page of like Deadly action. mission action at yeah. the end. Anyway, Wolverine, we're going to talk about it. So the, the one scuba guy riding through the top of the waves and yeah. firing and Wolverine is just fuming, staring at him. Oh, you bubs ruining my beach day. Yeah. I love it. It's ridiculous and I love it. <laughs> It also leads you to believe there's going to be some sort of Guns which maybe violence. next issue. Yeah. But not this one. Well, you know, this is the start of the mission. I bet we'll get another one. <sighs> yeah. Maybe that'll say celebrating the twenty sixth issue with the deadliest mission yet. Page turn noise. Excuse me. Never again. Justin, don't even start to open your mouth. Page turn noise. <laughs> oh, Forge. Ah, Forge. This is a callback all the way back to issue four of X-Force. Oh, really? So Wolverine was about to ask for something after he sees the pool of adamantium. Forge tells him that's in case we need to put Humpty Dumpty back together again. Mm. And he's like, oh, you know, I got an idea for something. And then there was a whole data page like, oh, he's asking me if I can do this one thing, but the other thing. So we know that one thing it's is surfboard. now this surfboard, this adamantium laced surfboard yeah it's a vehicle a sport and a weapon which all right kind of a cool concept i never knew wolverine was much of a surfer no this is new information to me i i googled it and i just found like one pinup page of wolverine with a surfboard surfboard if you live to be as long as logan has lived you pick up a hobby or two without talking about it right you know he's not yeah. If he was down by the guitar tree, I'm sure he knows how to shred on the guitar. Because if you're that old, you learn some stuff. Here's a question. Randomly speaks Japanese and nobody knew it. Does adamantium cut adamantium? I don't think so. Because but we did vibranium see... can cut vibranium. Because Black Panther can scratch Captain America's shield. Mm. So that's why I ask. Because this surfboard gone wrong could slice Wolverine. Well, it could slice his skin. But that well, but if adamantium can cut adamantium, then right. it could slice his skin. I don't bones. think adamantium can cut adamantium primarily just because of the Wolverine versus Solemn. Like he's got the adamantium laced skin and they didn't seem to be able to do anything to each other without the Miramasa blades. So adamantium is stronger than vibranium. Potentially. Ooh. Let's test it. <laughs> How? I, I don't know. Someone write a comic where we can test it. Has Wolverine ever clawed through Captain America's shield? Friends, if there is ever... Okay, this is a moment when I am calling on all y'all to get your comic knowledge and help me. 
if there is a moment in comics where Wolverine and Captain America, Wolverine and Black Panther, anytime adamantium has gone up against vibranium and one has cut or got through to the other, I want to know about it. Bam. Okay. Deadly monologues. Yeah. Wolverine is... He's surfing and he, he likes to live on the edge. He's just romantically talking about how dangerous he is. Dead Mutant I laugh Cove. in the face of danger. <laughs> Dead Mutant Cove is a cool name. Add it to the map because that's just. Add it to the map. I guess that's another thing we need. A map of Krakoa. I love it. We So you'll print out a map. We'll make a green lagoon. I don't know if I would print it just because of Krakoa being so. Okay, it but changes. imagine. Imagine. Make it in a program online. That's not as fun if you could cover a whole wall with a map of Krakoa. Yeah. And then you have little magnets and I'm you out. move them around. <laughs> Anybody want to do it with me? Anybody? <laughs> You're just recruiting the world for these little projects. When are you going to do these projects? One day when we have a house. <laughs> and you have free time? What's that? This weekend I'm going to work on my Sinister Secrets though. Finish those up. We'll see. No, I am. Surf's up. The Edge. Written by Benjamin Percy, art by Robert Gill, colors by Guru EFX, and letters by Joe Caramagna. I don't know how I feel about this image. Telepathic love? Like, I like it, but I also don't know if I like how connected their heads are. Like, not that I don't like it, but that it creeps me out a little. It's very culty. Yes. I, I saw this, and I was like, this whole sister cult, and they're all just so bleh about Quentin. And I feel really bad for Phoebe. Bad for Phoebe? Well, for the whole reason all this happens is because they're like, Phoebe, you have to choose. Yeah, I guess. But she immediately falls to it. And I just feel like it's it's bad for Phoebe, sure. But it's also just bad for the cuckoos as the cult of their personality. Just the fact that like we have no individuality until we age to 50 and marry Cable, Esme. Yeah. (laughs) Hypocrite. Yeah, that ain't right. She forgets their plans. There's an, immediately an odd feeling between them as you're in this, right? Right. Well, that's why when you're saying, oh, she immediately caves, like, I don't think it's immediate. I think they've been like saying, like, you need to do this, you need to do this. And she's resisting it at first. And yeah. then she chooses, ends up choosing her sisters. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of that like, oh, we had plans because I'm trying to avoid you because I'm uncomfortable about how to handle this situation. Yeah, I don't know. I, I do get some distracted feeling at the beginning, but then she seems all about this Bauer field trip. Babies on the menu. Gross. Gross. Babies on the menu, which is interesting. So is this both the place where... They brought all the babies that were stolen when, what's his name? Strife. Evil Cable Twin. Yeah, Strife. I or, think they brought them home. This is this is the Bower from Way of X. Okay, that that's what I, I was going to say. Or is this both that also or both? And so this is where like, wait, whose babies are these? These are lost babies. These are babies without families that Krakoa takes in or they're left because of paradise. And parents are just like, I don't want to deal with this baby no more. Okay, that's messed up. It's messed up, but that's, second, that's a story like, point that's been established on the island. And second, if these are like Quentin specifically says, these babies are, some babies, you know, show their powers before puberty, but most don't. But like this one did. So, or are they all just left by mutants or some of them are left by humans who don't want mutant babies, but how do they know they're mutant babies? I need to know more about this place. You won't until they reveal it because it's all new stuff. Rude. Reveal it. That's what I'm saying. Gradually over time. I love this page. Surfing bub. I love it. I think this this art is so beautiful. I yeah. could look at this wave all day. I do I do love this page. The close-ups into the tunnel of the wave and even just I, I love when water is drawn and colored really well. Yeah. I feel like Water has the potential to be its own character in a story, especially when used in a nice visual way. It's re- it reminds me of that. It's like a famous painting of a wave. Is it Japanese? Yeah, the Mount Fuji. Yeah, there. yeah. That's what it reminds me of. And then even this next page where there's like the actual tunnel and he's going through it. But then... The Great Wave of Kanagawa. Mm-hmm. 
And then I got to tell you, at first, when I saw the starting of these images and I was looking through and Wolverine crashes into like that coral and gets all cut up, for a second I thought about that, you know, the the diseased part of Krakoa that was underneath that they were like, okay, we, someone else was like, Namor's dealing with it. We'll just leave it alone. I at hope first, so. At first, I thought that's what this was. Like, I was like, oh no, something's going to, it's like the evil demon. Honestly, I, I think that that would have been a little bit more narratively satisfying to connect it to something else that's been brewing in the background this this felt like a very much standalone off on its own mini side quest yeah even though it's know, not a quest yet it's the deadliest mission ever no it's not i love that he he uses his claws to like guide him yeah i i would totally do this if i was wolverine surfing yeah for sure is he trying to die though no he's just Living on the edge. She's knowing, one, I'm Wolverine. I could heal myself. And two, if I die, it's Krakoa. So I'm just going to go for it. Boom. Back in the Bower, there have been a few issues where I'm like, wow, Quinn Choir is not so bad. And here is one of those times that I, I'm reading through this. He's just checking up on the babes. And I'm like, oh, my God, he's got he's got character development. He's got a heart. And he's not just a, a punk jerk. Right. And that's why I was saying... If the issue didn't lead off with such a big, hey, this is going to be an epic issue, this part of the story I like. Right. And I just, I feel like this is intentional to bring you up until the end. The end. We had to talk about the babies. It it makes it hit that much harder later on because you remind us, oh, we care about Quentin. Right. Right. And we had to talk about the babies and we had to show you this one specific baby that has really strong powers. And he's the baby whisperer over here. Yeah. And then we have this deadly little note from the cuckoo. Sisters before misters. Ooh, woof. This feels like the mean girls in high school. It's a blatant call out. Yeah. We can't have you distracted. You can't have it both ways. It's him or it's us. And Emma needs us. There are five fingers on a hand. And without even one, our grip weakens. Lame. Rude. (laughs) Okay. Rude. Okay. It's rude. It is rude. You're right. It's rude what they're doing. Yep. That's what I was talking about. (laughs) Then Wolverine's all cut up. My heroes. Like, he's not suspect at all. All uh, of don't these even get me started. Mutants who are just like, oh yeah, we we been here, we surf too. Yeah, I just you just haven't seen us around. After his monologue about he's the only one that does this, we meet three other people that do this that he doesn't know. And if the cover image is making you feel all kinds of fishy, good because I don't trust these people. Something is not right. Didn't trust them from the first image, and I feel like that was that was seated. <laughs> But hey, let's surf together, cause it'll be fun. And I, I was, I was getting mad at Wolverine. He falls for her because she's cute and can surf the gnarly. And he, and she can carry him. And she can carry him. For a CIA operative, he is terrible with what should be state secrets. Oh yeah, let me just build you a map out of sand and show you where you want to go. <laughs> no, it's over here. Let me touch yeah, your and hand. Like, who are these mutants? Asks no question. You don't know them. Wolverine. Did you sniff them at all? Like, did you even try to sniff them? What do they smell like? Despair. Deception. Rudeness. Baby stealers. Baby stealers. Oh, the astral pain. Oh my god. <laughs> I knew you were just like waiting to say that one. Man, this has got to be the worst way you to be dumped. You sent your astral form to break up with me. While I'm sleeping, not in person, but in my mind. It's like an interactive FaceTime to the brain. Right. And the way that she uses like, oh, well, you were thinking about us with with children. And that was too much for me. I'm out. I'm out. But also like because it's, it's because of my sisters. But like it's your fault. It's really because of you. It's really because you cared too much. And I need to be with my sisters. And I'm, I'm not even going to really tell you that my sisters are forcing me into doing this. Oh, that image of him. That last image of him. Oh, he's like crying in his sleep. I know. That's why like this is the worst way to be dumped. You just wake up in the morning and you just feel like crap. Like crap because he's he's this is going to torment him all night. And also In rude, his subconscious. Rude, Esme. Okay. Phoebe. Phoebe. No, yeah, it's Phoebe. You're right. Yep. Rude, Phoebe. You say, don't 
come up in my brain, okay? I want to keep some stuff private. Exactly. AKA the fact that I'm going to be breaking up with you. and But I'm going to look in your brain and see this image of what you're thinking of so I can use it against you later. Jerks. Bunch of, bunch of weird culty jerks. <laughs> and then we get a data page. Sage's logbook. And Black Tom is like, may or may not be a problem. No, it's totally a problem. And Black Tom should be listened to more frequently. I do like the kelp and plankton security perimeter. These are things that were established in X-Force early on. So right. it's cool to What's get that? a further detail here on their limitations and how they serve this narrative. Weren't, wasn't that the thing that Black Tom was like supposed to create? It was part around. of the original... Yeah, so that was part of the expanded defenses. We got a map mm-hmm. early on that showed yeah. the oh, different well, map, atmospheric. So oh, it. I can picture it in my mind right now. <laughs> bad guys being bad over here, stealing babies in the middle of the night. Like you can see, they very specifically take this redheaded baby. Right, yeah. You wanted to have emotional attachment to Quentin. You want to have emotional attachment to Maximilian Max. They're gone. Also, these baby canisters are weird. Terrifying. Uncomfortable. Well, I mean, you put a baby in a backpack. There's no right way to do it. Yeah, I guess that's true. (laughs) Notice how they all have gills? Yes. Every single one of them. That's too coincidental. Having multiple people with the exact same mutation, it makes me feel like these must be operatives, likely for Zeno or Mikhail. These are genetically altered humans. Right, exactly. These are not mutants. Right. Are they posing as mutants? Are they able to fool things? I don't know. Baby heist. They didn't actually, they got to Krakoa. They got on Krakoa by swimming up. Yeah. They didn't come through a gate. Right. It's a it's a lie, Wolverine. Your love is a lie. I, and, Wolverine, you idiot. That's what I wrote. <laughs> That's what I wrote. You idiot. I was so mad at him for this nonsense. You're a CIA agent. You're responsible for the secrets of a nation. And you're falling in love and giving them away for some blonde strange. Whoa. Get out of some here. Some blonde strange. How long have you says. lived and you are this gullible? What's Sucre Cohen for the next issue? Total bummer. Total bummer. I got some questions. Ah, I'm fired up. Hit me. I enjoyed the issue. I really did. But it made me angry at Wolverine and it made me angry at Phoebe. Yeah. What did you think overall before we get into questions? Overall, I thought the issue was interesting. And the best part of the issue for me was the art. I thought this issue was really beautiful to look at. This isn't the first time that we've had Robert Gill on art. And I would love to see him back. I think this is a great, you know, Josh Kassara, the mm-hmm. original X-Force artist. I do miss him. Yes, He's great. of course you do. He is on X-Lives and X-Deaths. Woohoo! Doing one of those. And and I, there's actually an issue, one of the last that Robert Gill was the artist on where Kassara does some of them. And this was like four or five months ago. So that must have been when they decided, oh, no, wait, we're going to put you on this other thing. Yeah. I mean, I I enjoyed it. I thought it was an interesting story, but I think, you know, go us going through it again made me enjoy it more. But because I read that thing on the front, I kept looking for it, waiting. Like, when is the when is the deadly things gonna start? And and I will I will call Marvel on that because it's happened before. And I was skeptical about House of X and Powers of Ten because they built it before it even came out. They were selling it as a seminal moment. They were selling yeah. it as a big turning point. And honestly, and maybe to use this to temper expectations, the way that they're hyping X Deaths and X Lives Wolverine as the biggest Wolverine story ever. Yeah, I think that's just a dangerous statement. I think is a very dangerous statement, especially for a character that is so near and dear to many fans. Who or, has had so many stories. Or just generally despised by many other fans because <laughs> you either love them or you hate them. And that's where you are with like Wolverine. that's the case with most X-Men characters. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe. I just love most of them. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. why. Um, should <sighs> Black Tom and Sage be on the council or at the very least be leading X-Force? Because they're the only ones that know and are able to keep on top of their stuff. Yeah, they should be leading X-Force by 100%. And I would I put Sage on the council. Mm, or at least- I don't know if Sage would be on the council, but I do think that the council should consult and, X-Force and work more with them. frequently. Yeah. And keep a closer eye on them. Like there should be a briefing that X-Force does every council meeting and like this is what we this is what we're working with. And then maybe there should be a representative of X-Force on the council, but at the very least they should be 
consulted or yeah. communicating they should be, with they the should be like more frequently. You know, they should be right. dug. They're, they're they're in the in room, the but room. they're not at the table. Right. For sure. Cuckoos. And I kind of already said this. Esme can find love with Kid Cable, but now he's off in the future, so it's not so big of a deal. And and it was a plant. You know, so was that just the mission? Was was choir a mission the entire time? No, I think that's the difference. Yeah. I think Esme was working an angle. I think Esme was working an angle, but she actually did start to fall in love with him. And then she felt slighted because she couldn't actually follow through because she had a mission, right? But then she gets to do it later when she's older. But Phoebe Hypocrites. He Phoebe just actually found love. And I think the thing is that it's more that the rest of the cuckoos are jealous. Because they can sense and understand everything that Phoebe is receiving and they are not receiving that. And they are all so used to getting the same all the time, feeling the same and experiencing the same, that it's less about them thinking that Phoebe can't be there for the unit and more that they're like, why do you get to be special when the rest of us are not? Mm. Mm. Yeah. I think it's a jealousy thing. Thoughts on Quentin Quire as a character now? I mean, I've always... I've never had anything against Quentin and I think, you know, I always feel sad for people when they have to go through heartbreak, but I, it doesn't really, this didn't really change my perspective on him at all. Oh, I I never really liked Quentin Quire. And now you feel bad for him. I do. I've started (laughs) to, there were a couple of times I, I think it was, and it's referenced in this issue, the editor's note to, I believe, issue 17, yeah, where he, where tells he reveals his story. his story. And that, I remember feeling something for Quentin Quire at I that I remember point. you talking about that, yeah. And so I, I feel like that's the mark of a, a good story of we've made you feel something and added new depth to a character that was previously existing. I agree. Sword. Sword. Oh, sword. S-sword. Oh, let's talk about this cover. Yeah, I mean, this cover is very accurate to what happens inside the story. And it's cool. And it is cool, yeah. I mean, especially with the lead-in of last issue, with that that end of issue reveal of Ducky is a double agent. Yeah. And I didn't believe it. That's true, kind of. Let's see. Page turn noise. Taki! I love this. I don't... I, I, Taki is a very underserved character in the mm-hmm. sense that we don't know a whole lot about him. And I feel like this did a really good job of... This was... Introducing. Yeah. A, a, a really underserved character, but at the same time, all I was thinking was, you left us on a cliffhanger of an unbelievable reveal last issue. This is nice, but I want to know what happens. <laughs> I love this. But what happens? But what happens? You know what I thought was really interesting about these first few pages is the perspective of essentially a person with a disability and how everybody, or not everybody, but a lot of people always view a person with a disability as like, don't you want to change that thing about yourself? And how people with disabilities, a lot of times, it's a part of who they are. are, And they don't, view it as a disability so like maybe i shouldn't even say that like i don't i don't know the right way to say it but like the fact that he is paralyzed he doesn't see that as a disservice to himself especially because he has the ability to control technology right so he doesn't need to have the use of his legs to be happy and enjoying his life people have asked that question a lot with the Krakoan age. Mm-hmm. You know, you have Forge who has bionic parts of his body. You have Karma who has lost a leg and it is robotic. Mm-hmm. You have Cyclops who can't control his eye beams for a varying reason that goes back and forth as to why he actually <laughs> can't control his eye beams. And, and Taki with his legs. And I feel this idea of him not wanting to die just to do just to to come yeah. back with his his T11 I think yeah. which it's, I thought was a, a great a great detail yeah. I just felt like this made me love Taki and I really just ah I want Yeah I it's want really more. interesting and it's also just the fact that 
he he says a lot like people are always trying to figure me out yeah and i think it's also a really interesting perspective of like you don't need to figure someone out there's not some crazy reason why they are happy the way they are they just accept themselves so there's nothing to figure out there's nothing to fix right there's nothing but it's not even yeah there's nothing to fix and there's there's no deeper why is it this and why is it that it's like this person has accepted who they are so you need to just accept who they are they they like who they are yeah. you don't need to figure that out and i thought that was just a really interesting perspective and also the way that it ties into how he keeps bringing up that's a thing that makes humans and mutants the same right is you would think they also, all treat them the same right you would think mutants who come from this perspective of always being treated as the other right. and being looked at and questioned for why they do the things they do or who they are like they should have a deeper understanding and just an acceptance of this is how you feel the most yourself then you should just be able to be that way. So it was an interesting way to make me question or understand how he could be putting himself in this situation to play both sides. Mm -hmm. You know, like why it gives him it gives him a solid motivation to believe right that he right. doesn't feel as though he, he's one with the other mutants right. because they treat him the same way the humans do. Right. His mutant name is so cringe. He's so full of himself. He thinks he's a rock star. And also, I well, one, I didn't know he was that young. Right. I didn't know that he was like just turning 18. I mean, you know, mutant age. Yeah, and, whatever. And he was a, a young kid when he was first introduced. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, I definitely was like, I mean, yes, you are arrogant, but that's fine. <laughs> that's just part of your personality, and I accept that about you. Thinks he's a rock star. Well, to be fair, I absolutely, I absolutely do. do. And also, he's dyslexic. And I like that because me too. But also I can't read. <laughs> the man with the plan. Triple threat. I mean, triple threat is like a little bit of a giveaway, but that's fine. I don't know. It's the threat of multiple things. You could have the threat of Taki. You could have the threat of the Lethal Legion. You could have the threat of Peter, Henry Peter Gyrick. Yeah, I mean... Written by Al Ewing, art by Jacopo Camagni, color art by Fernando Cifuentes of Proto Bunker Studios. Ooh. Letters and production by VCs Ariana Maher. Thank you. Gotta give those VCs the credit. Yeah, uh, you'll get your credit. I don't know. I also really like the art in this book. The I colors love the art in this. are so gorgeous. The colors specifically, and that's why I got I had to shout out Proto Bunker Studios because the colors this this image at the top of yes. Storm, I just I love it. These the, whole two like the, the colors cloud like are so hair. Good. It's the cloud like hair, but also just Storm over here being a queen of destruction. Storm. It's the combo of the gala look with the elements from her cloud cape. Yeah, it's and so just, good. The colors are beautiful. And these boots. Taking them down. Yeah. I'm I'm here for it. I'm here for all this. I like Storm and Frenzy together as a duo. Yeah. Frenzy with the emphatic assist. This is my job. I got this. And then you got Cannonball with the vengeance for his friends, his other Shi'ar super guardians. And this robot that Half just bot. is faking it. It's Playing just... possum. Playing possum. And I love, okay, first two things I love. Ha, Aurora won. Aurora always wins. And then Storm being like, da, 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 da. Yeah. We're not going to trust this just yet. That was too easy. <laughs> Nobody believes it except for Zandra. And that's exactly why Deathbird is hired to be her counsel. To be like, <laughs> hey, uh, no. No, Zandra. That's not a thing. We would not go rush towards Halfbot to collect his dead remains. That this is probably a trap. We should not trust this. Yes. Something's wrong. Patch me through to cable. Well, patch me through to... That's what she says. Patch me through to cable on Star Station 1. But before that, are you in contact with Brand? Oh, right. And they're unable to reach Brand, which never happens because she's always online. Which I was like, what is happening here? Right. Uh, it just adds to the More mystery, mystery and Justin confusion. needs to know. I was I was speed reading through this issue, but also at the same time not because I wanted it to last forever. Did it? Did you also like this data page? I started reading like full lines, and then I was like, eh, 
man, nothing on the left matters. Only the stuff on the right. Well, I probably got a little bit more excited about the left than the right than you did. Universal time coordinated, also known as Zulu time, which is the time that I read for drone flights. That's the time that weather reports, METARs, are reported at airports. That I, I have to read. Interesting that they use that then. Well, so that's military. So that, that oh. military uses Zulu time. And that's why I was like, oh, I'm, I'm interested in this. I looked up some stuff. Not me. I was like, ah, okay, don't care. Brand drinks three cups of coffee for breakfast. What's wrong with that? I, I, I don't. I'm just bringing I it up. I love coffee. One point for brand in my book. Get a little refresher of last issue. Interesting log being kept of her whereabouts at all times. An interesting note of that the details of her conversation with Taki are unrecorded at this time. Right, right. And until 1018 UTC, when after the discussion with WizKid, things go dark. Static disruption, and she's off the map entirely. ruh Sounds like we got a Scooby-Doo this. <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man callback. Okay. Taki and Baby I Cable. This Baby Cable looks a little too much like... This old Cable looks a little too much like a Baby Cable. Yes, yes. This is... It, a little too much like Baby Cable and Quicksilver meshed t- together. Yes. That's my only qualm. Yeah. It's not really that big of one. No. Because even Baby Cable looks like even younger than he yeah, did he when looks he was like here. Baby, baby. <laughs> yeah, right. I do like the details of each cable and, and how Taki knows him. And uh, I thought that that was really interesting and building in the character dynamic with other characters. Yeah. And also the. You know, Cable didn't think he was ready for this job, but he wasn't then, but he is now. Right, and like, right. Reading this with narration boxes, it felt like, was I wrong? Is Taki bad? Right. You're like, what is he doing? Uh, and and, and then we go from a green background to a red background. Right. Oh, that, that blue tech look in his eyes as he's sizing up the threat that oh, is old man goodness Cable. Goodness gracious. And the way that he uses Cable's I know. Like, <clears throat> body parts against him is just, that cuts deep. Heartbreaking. Just because, and he addresses it, just how collegial they're being, how friendly they're being, and how much reverence Cable has for Taki because of likely some things that he does in his future and, and how he's right. known. And how Taki has to like... Use Come at him from this very unexpected way or uh, or else he would never be able to beat Cable. Right. You know, you're sending him into the, the most soldiery soldier to take down from the inside on his ultimate battlefield. His own body. Right. Because you think about it, right? We've talked about this before about how Cable is. You, is Cable Omega? No. Yeah. But he should be. Because the fact that he uses his skills to his mutant power to not only do all the things he does, but to keep his techno-organic virus at bay. But he's still so strong and powerful, even while he's using so much energy to do that. So the fact that Taki's saying, I have to use Cable's body against him, and and Cable knows his own body so well, it's just, that's crazy. Yeah. I do I I do love this issue for what it is as a character story for Taki mm-hmm. and I feel like I was thinking about this I feel like this is a strong suit for Al Ewing a deeply personal character story amidst the chaos of a larger event like activity Yeah right so manifold story in King and Black I really loved that issue as a manifold story and then how it tied into the story of King and Black mm-hmm. and what was happening on Krakoa at the end. Yeah. Well, speaking of which, we're back in it with this action. But before, voice code, X gonna give it to you. Ay, ay, ay. Love it. I knew we were gonna have to Love talk it. about that. I can't believe I forgot about it. X gonna give it to you. You know you have to hear that song for the rest of the issue. First we're gonna rock! Then we gonna roll. roll. Uh. <laughs> All right. Anyway, <laughs> where my dogs at? <laughs> enough. Enough. I love DMX. I'm sorry. You know it's I'm not fine. Sorry. So anyway, Storm senses something's coming. Yeah, something's and coming. And then, oh, Halfbot's message: Sentience of the Lake Hellas Diplomatic Ring. Sentience of Arako. I do 
love that distinction that it's like we're taking you on the whole you Mm -hmm. because this this disposable invasion force of what uh what's the guy's name the shiar guy who's like He's in this bottom panel. Gladiator. Gladiator. I called him Guardian last issue because oh, no. Guardian was at the beginning and I mixed them up. Dang nabbit. It's okay, babe. It's Gladiator. He says they're walking translocation receivers. So basically he's saying all the first ones that came to fight, regardless of the fact that they're dead, they can still be like a teleportation, teleportation right. for other ones. In. Yeah. Yikes. Which these ports opening and new sets of lethal legions coming out chills yeah and also i have a picky thing that i'd like to say if you're gonna give me a data page about how all of these lethal legions can be created and you can pick and choose which ones you want there's multiple versions and for the horse one you could pick any animal you want you pick the same animal over and over again. You couldn't give me like one's a horse and one's an elephant. <laughs> well, I think I think the idea is that maybe version 16, series 16 was another animal or maybe. But I don't know. I specifically remember it saying something about you can get this model in any animal, like choose your carcass, basically. Uh, I think that was referencing something else, but I would I would be interested in checking that. Check it now. No, how do you already have it pulled up? <laughs> because when I opened the issue, it was on this data page. My goodness. And it says, please specify planetary orgi- origin of corpse when ordering. So the corpse of... That you build a se- the, th- the robot on, a corpse. I don't think that that's about the where they're building the robot on. I feel like that is... So all the functionality of the OSO-16 tactical combat droid you know and love, more efficient than ever, and now with an additional organic component to induce psychological horror in any foe. Please specify planetary origin of corpse when ordering. So the corpse of the people that you're trying to kill? No, I think it's the corpse. Like, if you want to freak out a human, make it a human. If you want to freak out something like choose their arch nemesis or like... I, because it's made from a, a corpse, right? That's like a that's a corpse of a horse, and made into a cyborg. So I think you can choose your corpse. Maybe. So well, you should choose some more. That's what I'm saying. Evil terrorist man choosing all these things. Gonna your little orb demon. Why don't you choose some more, Gyric? No, because we're just mass ordering these death machines. Thousands thousands of them because you got a package deal in standard galactic the word for that is half price stellaris we, we make, make friends, friends because we make all these death bots because we make friends like we make them yes uh, uh cable's waking up cable's waking up and he's very confused he's like i didn't order this evacuation what are you talking about yeah but it's a good thing that and this moment right here this is when I knew that Taki was good. Right. I mean, it kind of lets right. you know that, hey, he 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 evacuated he the station. The station, but he evacuated it first. Which is a pretty desperate move. Does Cable die? He's still on the station when it blows up. He yeah. can he can resurrect. He can resurrect, but he can also body slide. Oh, so maybe he body slides. We'll never know until maybe next issue. Until maybe next issue, yeah. Because then we get... Is, is Jamie going to have to birth another station? Probably. I don't want to see it again. Let's do it. Can it just happen off panel, please? That's the one thing that I'm curious about because there is no sword title currently announced. right? Also the only maybe. ones that we have issues still coming from after Inferno... We're, we're going to are... get Brantman. <laughs> that was a good joke. You liked it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> The only ones that actually have issues announced are X-Men, Marauders, and New Mutants. Dun, dun, dun. And the station is blown up. Triple agent unlocked. We got our big reveal as he plays it off and 
plays right into what Gyrick is looking for, exactly I what he wants say to hear. what you want to hear, and yeah. I know what I'm doing. And I do really appreciate, I also figured out, which I was proud of myself, because sometimes these changes in the way the text is written, I'm like, what are they doing? But they vary, like, clearly change it from red text to green text, and then you say, who would have green text? Right. I wonder who that would be. But I was like, how is she in an earpiece? Where is she? They have, I'm, I'm pretty sure she's talked about these before as a, as a tech upgrade that she hasn't given to many people. Oh. I think that might be something else, but it also just makes sense that she, she keeps these things very close as the, these tech upgrades. So this is an implant, I believe, techno telepathy, right? So they're, they're using these, translator implants for subvocal communication but also she's using pim particles but also she's using <laughs> pim particles and she's just flying there which oh come on so she under what does she mean by even so let's remember to be humble taki after all mutants didn't invent pim particles is she saying they should still work with some humans or like they didn't do this on their own like i think it's i think it's more that they didn't do this entirely on their own and that it's not just, hey, mutants can do whatever they want and you'll never suspect anything. They still don't get it. We make technology out of plants, out of mutants, combining their powers. We can make technology out of anything, out of the particles in the air if we want. But this one achievement that they're actively using right now was not created by mutants. So I have a question for Ooh. you. Do you think, so that moment when... That we saw that there was like the reveal last issue of Taki talking to Gyrick and it was like, oh, snap, he's the mole. The way that Abigail was standing there right now, do you think that that is the moment when she found out or no. do you think she knew the whole time? She knew the whole time. The whole time. The whole time. It was it, honestly, I think moves and counter moves this is a long game plan. She knew that Gyrick was sniffing around and trying to get a mole into her organization. And she was OK with blowing up her station. Yeah. This is a sec and that I mean is a is a question and a conversation point entirely of was this a okay risk and especially or an okay like piece to gamble with and especially with Cable's trust once right. he finds out how he was played he gonna be mad. he's gonna be very mad he's gonna be mad and also this attack that is happening simultaneously to all of this. Did you just blow up your like stronghold to be able to aid Araco in this attack? Hmm. Like, what are you? How how are you set up for that future situation to continue that fight? Now, what's the Krakoan for the next issue? Planet Fall. Ooh. Which? No. Right. I can't. No. I can't imagine that that. No. They're not going to do that. They wouldn't do that. And you take away Araco, they, would, they wouldn't do that. No. It might get close. They're not going to. They can't. That's not going to be a thing. Let's see. I want to I wanna look at the cover. The cover means nothing. It's the all-out battle. I mean, you do have these... Ultimately repeatable forces of the Lethal Legion. It's not going to happen. I'm putting my foot down. When do you alert Araco and the people to Immediately defend? Immediately now, already. Already. Should have been done. Yeah. What do you think overall? I like this issue a lot. Good stuff. Good development. Do you Interested think... Interested in the Pym particles. What, what about it? Just that, where'd she get them? And... How many times has she used them? What else does she know? Is that how they made this tiny people? Is that how Orcus makes the tiny people? What tiny people? No, it's not. The beast tiny people that go inside beasts. Oh, no. The Russian doll people. No, that's other technology. I really like this issue. I thought it was a, a something that I was hoping was the reveal, was that Taki was not betraying. Yeah, because that humans. would have been, I just don't think I could have taken it. Right. And I thought that this was... An interesting way to do it that Brand does the big sacrifice play. And I think that she is long term going to be sacrificing the relationship that she has and has built with Cable and potentially even 
being exposed to her big plan moves to to storm and yeah like where is she in our time of need yeah Storm would be like yo i should have been in on this if you were in on this i should have been in on this but storm is just another piece of the larger puzzle and i don't think that we've talked about that in the past about how brand is playing things on an intergalactic level with the royal family with uh like the Hulkling and yeah oh yeah that's dangerous yeah I'm not okay with that I think good for you for knowing what's up with Taki understandable that you don't want to let that go to too many people for Cable I feel like I can understand why you didn't tell Cable but I feel like Storm should have known I don't know Storm has Storm has no connection to Sword though Storm is a Rocco Storm is I mean Storm is the the Voice she is of the solar the system. The regent of soul. Right. Does sword fall under that? Yep. <laughs> Everything falls under that. Krakoa, Earth, Arako, Sword, all of it. Uh, soul. All of it. What are, what are what are what are the issues coming up? Hopefully. For us? Ideally, next week. Wolverine, number 18. Mm. And X-Men, number five. Oh, my Lanta Santa. Then the following week, we get Inferno and Marauders. We'll see. Actually, no, we won't because Inferno was pushed back. Mm. That's why you can't you can't trust those anymore. Oh, dang it. Inferno is pushed back. Oh, sadness. But it'll come eventually. And we'll be happy to have it. Indeed. Well, that wraps up our discussion, yes? Yes. We did it. We did. Thanks for joining us. If you uh, haven't checked us out on Patreon, you should do that. And, you know, join our little mutant community for just $3 a month. And help support what we do here. And uh, we'll share with you some interesting things, including my sinister secrets once i finish them Uh and i really want to get into a discussion about that with people and see what other people think um so we might be doing something along those lines with the patreon as well Ooh, the other thing that's coming out next week is black panther number one Ooh, the black panther that i think issue two has sword and arako and and that's cool uh storm and arako on the cover cool 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 All right, well, until next time, old friend. Charles. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Ex-Wife Podcast. Be sure to leave us a review and tell your friends. The Ex-Wife Podcast is produced in Providence, Rhode Island by Alicia and Justin. Our music is by Quan.